Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of <laughs> Getting Hammered. We want to keep the baby Jesus. I think we should. Yes. She's here with me. Holly's making an appearance. Okay. I am here, as always, with my friend Vic Mattis. I'm your host, Mary Catherine Ham. Thank you for being here. I am underprepared and overcaffeinated this morning, so it should go well. How are you doing, Vic? Oh, I'm doing fine, Mary Catherine. And if the listeners hear any other kind of noises, that's the baby. Okay, it's it's not me. It's Always not me. I, I'm, I'm fine this morning. I'm fine. I'm just having a cup of coffee. Nothing else is nothing else is going on. If you hear don't worry any about other it, noises. people. Yeah, don't worry about it. No, I'm I'm doing fine. Uh, had a busy uh, weekend. Uh, my father was here last week, so I brought him back to New Jersey. And when I was there, decided to get myself and for him. A lunch from uh, one of my favorite little Italian places called Chiano's, and it was he wanted a calzone, and and so I got to get a small one for him, and I, and I wanted a stromboli, and I thought I'll get a large because I'm picturing like something the size of a Subway, and you know what a stromboli? If people don't know right. what it is, it's like a it's like a long roll of uh, of Italian bread, and and you know you stuff it with um, everything you want: pepperoni, sausage, mushroom, cheese, tomato sauce. It's a big party, right? And but this was. We get it. And I looked at the price and I said, you know, inflation is up. I get that. So like my stromboli was $14, but you know, you'll spend here in town, you'll spend $15 for a salad. So why not get a large stromboli? So the thing comes out and it, the, the guy brings it out in a large pizza box. And I'm like, he must be mistaken. We didn't get a pizza. I open it up. The stromboli takes up the whole length of that giant pizza box. Ooh. And it's wide. it was so enormous. I had half of it while driving down Interstate 95, which is quite a sight, by the way. If you want to, uh, people looking into the window, they could see me there partly with a steering wheel, with one hand partly on it, and, and also partly holding this enormous Stromboli. And did but, you did you sacrifice any clothing to this endeavor? I feel like amazingly, no, no, oh, I, I was so careful, and I had it wrapped in foil, right? So I just was like, just to have a good carefully like I was worried about the seat. That's what I was worried about, the car seat, because I, I love my least Subaru <laughs> legacy. And amazingly, High roller. No, High roller I, that's, how I, that's how I roll. Stromboli on the car seat. And <laughs> amazingly, because it was cold, you know what it was? I'll tell you the difference. I took it out of the fridge. So this was like the next morning when I left. I took it out of the fridge. So all the everything was held together. So like if it's when it was fresh out of from the pizza place, it's dripping with oil and cheese. Right. And that, that would have been a disaster. I still would have eaten it, but it would have been a disaster. Yeah, yeah, no, you would have, you would have gone for it. How are you? I'm good. I just got back from more traveling, yes. but you know I can't complain because I ended up at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Were you there because they thought it was a national emergency and they bring all the members of Congress there, and yes, including I'm you there and for, Steve? You and Steve. I'm there for continuity. Actually, no, it's actually me. I'm there in <gasps> case because in the new world, uh, oh. we're gonna need uh, podcast hosts. <laughs> So it's like the they, most depressing thing anyone has ever said, by the way, they put me in the bunker yeah. because save the podcasters, you can't, you can't have an entire Senate and house in the bunker no. without a moderator. No, that's true. That's, no. true. that's true. No. How would we function? So, you need somebody who could do, yes. can do a type five of dumb Senate jokes, you know, that's, yeah. that's me. That's what I'm there for. I'm a nas- national resource. Um, so I was there to, to host an event with some, uh, for Very some nice. staffers and, and stuff and, and I got to meet the governor of West Virginia, Governor oh, Jim Justice. That's right. Who owns the Greenbrier, 
which I actually <laughs> did not realize until I was I there. didn't know that either. So he bought it in 2009. Do you want to know how much he bought that place for? The Green Bar, by the way, for those yeah. who don't, do not oh, know, yeah. it's like a very, just this throwback, incredibly ornate, insane hotel. I mean, just. It's like the overlook and the shining of West Virginia. Yeah, it's like you haven't, but but Southern, right? Yes, like, yes, yes. It has, it's so. very frilly. It's very uh, colorful. There's a lot of pink and a red and purples and flowers everywhere. A floral place is what it is. And it has a whole campus with like little cabins you can stay in if you're not staying in a hotel, uh, golf course, shooting, all the I'd good stuff. Go I, by the way, once was at a, um, a bachelorette party at the Greenbrier and we, sh- and we <laughs> did the, the shotgun shooting. It was fun. Really? Yes. Interesting uh, location for a bachelorette. Party. I know. Right. Very nice. The woods. We did have to behave yeah. ourselves though. So anyway, I, I went to that and I, I took all three kids and I got myself a sitter while I was there Very to help good. while I was doing it. Yes. But I you mean, like they provide, they provide sitters. They have sitters. Yes. They have sitters oh, on nice. site. Oh, but don't, don't let me lose track of this. I met the governor, but more importantly, oh, right. And he would say, for how much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for how much did Jim Justice buy the Greenbrier? I mean, it's acres and acres. Yeah, and yeah, acres. right. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's, I'm thinking it's a lot, but go for it. It is twenty million. Okay, I was going to say closer to like a hundred sixty, you know, something like that. It, it's, to me, that number was surprisingly low. Now, no, that's insanely low is, considering what's on the property. It's yes, not just the, so he he's, he joked that his son wow. walked through the property and was like, "Dad, this has got to be the greatest buy of all time because there's twenty million dollars of art on the walls here." Like, just not even, you know what I'm saying? There's just mm-hmm. so much there, and he. Uh, but then you know you got to operate the place, and it operated at a loss for something like. 38 months like oh huge, sure oh yeah with loss. the pandemic and stuff electric, yeah so so anyway water. it is yeah. it is now post pandemic it's back to its thriving oh, self good. and i take i take all three kids but more important than the governor apologies to the governor i met the governor's dog <laughs> are you guys the... familiar with the governor of west virginia's dog i am not he, I am she's not. famous uh her name is baby dog she is a very fat bulldog and everyone in the state loves her. And oh, right. one, oh, oh, yes. Yes. And at one point, Bette Midler said something rude about the state of Virginia's literacy rates. Yeah. Uh-huh. And indulging in stereotypes. And the governor, indulging in his own stereotype, held up the rear end of his dog in a press conference and told Bette Midler to kiss his baby dog's hiney. So baby dog is a whole different kind of celebrity. That, he, yeah, that's her. right. And it was quite vivid. It's just, it you was. can't you can't unsee that you really can't so i got to i got to sit in a greenbrier chair with baby dog have my picture taken <laughs> the dog's name is baby dog yes That's and i perfect. think the governor is quite comfortable with baby dog being the uh-huh. larger celebrity in the room i That's think he's okay. very he's, yeah. he's fine with yeah. that he's got a great lightning <laughs> to jim justice you know so it's, it's jim easy. justice and and actually between yeah. i between uh oh yes between again that was not me <laughs> Between Baby Dog and I actually met Herschel Walker, who's running for Senate. Oh, between Baby Dog and Herschel Walker. I have Walker, questions, but I'll wait till after we're done. I have questions. Uh, I, I How was two, he? I've met the two most famous bulldogs there are. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, I need to add Ugga. I've still never met Ugga. So that would be my. I would say yes. Yes. Uh, he uh, a bulldog and former New Jersey general during the USFL yes. days, uh, Herschel Walker. How was he? Oh, 
uh, lovely. And this was not at, this is a separate okay. event. Okay. I took my, I took my daughter, took Holly with me and she had, uh, it was a separate event and I, and I took her in every, I was like, I'm going to be chill. I'm going to be chill. No, she was not going to be chill. I put my kid in every single bulldog article oh. of clothing we own. <laughs> That's a good way to get mm, the attention. And then, um, and then he held her and then she, oh, exactly. she slept in his arms for a bit and I had him <laughs> and I had him. I hope there are pictures. There are pictures. And I had him sign a, uh, a 1980 Coke bottle for me. The one that Steve got no. me because that's must how you play love it that. chill. That's how you play it chill. Yeah. Uh, oh, sir, I just happen I have to have a, this. I have a 41 year old Coke bottle here. <laughs> and then he popped open the caps and thanks. And then he drank <laughs> it. Glug, 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 glug. Right. He, yeah, so he was, he was very nice. Uh, I am, I am definitely a, a, uh, as everyone knows, a, a total Herschel Walker stan for football. <laughs> as a politician, I'm, I'm uh, like, right. not, well, I'm, I'm just don't, I don't usually, I don't endorse in primaries. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Very good. That's a good but, policy. But I do have trouble. Yeah. I had trouble understanding how with 99% name ID in the state of Georgia and, and mostly beloved, how one would lose in this year. Yeah. Yeah, so you I, think he's got, it. and it's him versus, is it Warnock or is it Warnock? Yes, yeah, but yeah, you know, there's yeah. a primary first. But you know, again, uh, all the other primary guys are like, really, Herschel Herschel Walker decided to run. Like, how do I? Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, and I and I hope it. I'm going to ask you a question, but I hope it doesn't put you on the spot. Have you been to the Homestead? I have. Which is better, Homestead or Greenbrier? Which is better because okay, they're so similar. Is- it's an unfair comparison. Do you know why? Why is that? Again, <laughs> like the this is my bougiest story hour ever. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so because I went to the homestead once to do a similar event, uh-huh. and I had to travel with my kids again. But I, you know, I had childcare. But I was like, hey, you know, we need like a little extra. We need a bigger room. We need some. I need somewhere. I was thinking in my head, I hadn't quite translated to homestead style. I was like, uh-huh. I need a, I need like a suite with just like a pullout oh, couch that I can oh, put the kids on. Oh, right. Oh boy. So we get there and they're like, oh yeah, we can do that. And I'm just thinking like, you know, a holiday Inn suite. Yeah. Yeah. A little a, rollout. Has a Something. partition. <laughs> That's right. I'm looking for a partition. Not even a, a full wall. Not even a full yeah. wall. You'll take the partition. And then I get there and lo and behold, they have given us the presidential suite. Oh my gosh. Overlooking the pool. and. That suite was larger than the square footage of my entire home. <laughs> there was there was a reading room, a sunroom, a oh, palatial bathroom, two gosh. bedrooms. So that was my homestead experience. Uh, yeah. I just had a regular room at this one. So, you know, different, different vibe. Y- yes. So the answer is the homestead. Okay, that's good. That's, uh, <laughs> no, no I, uh, I you know, of, I kind yeah. of like the um, like the. The Greenbrier is so over the top with the with the decor, especially. Yes. Oh, more so than the homestead. Okay. Yes. That I yeah. think, like, especially when you're taking young kids there, mm-hmm. there's just so much to see. It's yes. Like, yes. So they, they they just ran all over the place, and I also let them free range quite a bit because, yeah, you know, it's the Greenbrier. Like, and they enjoyed That's that. Right. I was like, hey, they're Did, of a good age where I was like, 
mommy's ordering a martini. You can run around the hotel as you see fit. Run around like it's your place, which is kind of wild for a kid. Did they end up in the underground bunker system, you know, for the nuclear war? As you know, they, that's where they it didn't. Is. But actually, my oldest wanted to go on that tour. And I thought, like, I think it might be just like a little too long. A, a weird, interesting factoid about both places, the homestead and the Greenbrier, is during the war, World War II, uh, all the diplomats from the Axis powers, you know, because they're in right. a state of war. So all the diplomats from the German embassy, the Italian embassy and the Japanese embassy were all relocated to uh, wow. the Greenbrier and the homestead. And the funny thing is, like, according to their diaries and stuff, they couldn't stand each other. Like the, the Italians hated the Germans, you know, I mean, it's just I mean, know. there are worse places to be. I know. I mean, think, because I don't know what it was like if you were a, a diplomat living in, in Tokyo or Berlin, but certainly in D.C., we're always much more, you know. Yeah, I mean, if and uh, there's a great it's a wonderful story about the Greenbrier building this bunker that was supposed to house everybody for con- continuity of government. And they the entire town and everybody who worked on it kept it a secret forever. And I thought my libertarian ass would be the one that broke. I'd be like, I don't know about this government spending. <laughs> right, 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 right. Should right. we all be covering for these people? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'd be like, wah, wah, Mary Catherine messed up the bunker. <laughs> Anyway, that's right. <laughs> I'd be sneaking up to the restaurant, risking you know, just to get the the other food, you know, because oh, I I don't think should. I could stay down in the bunker forever. I'd I'd, I'd risk it. You'd risk it. Well, you know, someone risked getting arrested for assault at the Oscars the other night. Yeah, how about Nick. that? How about that? Now, we're folks are listening to this, and it, it's taken a few. You know what? It, it took a few days to sink in, actually. Well, because yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's what leave. give the rundown. Let's okay, well, what, first, what happened? So I, as as everyone on Earth must know by this point, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on the Oscars stage on Sunday night. Chris Rock was doing his thing. He made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, saying G.I. Jane 2 can't wait. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2 can't wait to see it. All right. <laughs> which is a reference to her very short, shorn hair, her buzz cut. And at first, Will Smith laughed at this joke quite heartily, according to the tape. And Jada did not laugh. Now, Jada has suffers from alopecia, part of an autoimmune response or disease. And so this is a little sensitive for her. She's been public about it. And she gets a look. And then Will Smith walks up on stage and you can tell Chris Rock doesn't know what he says. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> yeah. But he's not sure what's coming. And, and then Will Smith just hauls off and slaps him open hand. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, but it was dramatic. It was, a, it was a theatrical. It wasn't a small slap. It wasn't no. a little French slap like with the gloves. It no, was, it was a, it was a, a wind-up. follow-through. Yeah. And follow-through. The follow-through was very impressive. That's where the. That the, yeah. the iconic meme worthy shot is the follow through. Yeah, um, because it's it's the hand and also the poor, the look on poor Chris Rock's face, that, yes. which tells that's the look that for me makes it definitive that it was real. Yes. And Chris, Chris Rock, for his part, hardly wobbles, comes no, back no, up, no. declares that Will Smith has slapped the S out of him. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the out of it. seems to briefly think about making a meaner joke and then 
proceeds to give out the next award. And, and, but and everyone, everyone's confused until Will Smith then yells from the audience. Wow, dude. Keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. And even yelling it once, people were still confused. When he yelled it the second time, everyone goes, oh, this is real. You could hear a pin drop the second time. And for a few seconds, nobody, including Chris Rock, and obviously the producers of the show, knew what to do. Yes. Because this has never happened before. I mean... So I've I've long thought that the Oscars as a as a convening of the most powerful entertainment makers in the world mm-hmm. bar none is so boring. There's no excuse yes. for it. There's no excuse for it. And like their little nonsense that they do when they give the the awards out, there's no chemistry. It's often not funny. It's a it's terrible. Right. Uh, and then was- lately and lately, I feel like especially in the last, you know, 15, 20 years, it just beat you over the head with politics. Yes. Well, this uh, this was not dull. So there's that. You'd have to have watched it in order. to. That's the thing, though. I mean, as, as a rating stunt, you, yes. you you're only watching this now. I didn't see it at the time. I did. You no, see I it didn't at- either. I no, I don't, the- I don't know anybody who saw it live. No, for John I, I know like one John person who saw it live. And also and on our end, it was it was partially censored because they were hitting that dump button. There were other feeds from other they countries did. where we got the full exchange. Yes. So Will Smith has now apologized. The night of the Oscars, he stayed in the audience. They give him they gave him the best actor statuette. He gives an acceptance speech in which he apologizes to the Academy, but not to no. Chris Rock. And doesn't he get a standing O? He got a standing ovation and then he went out afterwards and danced with his oscar to getting jiggy with it uh and others of his own songs but now and everything's cool everything's great hey now he's more remorseful okay so this is the apology violence in all its forms is poisonous and destructive my behavior at last night's academy awards was unacceptable and inexcusable jokes at my expense are part of the job but a joke about jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear and i reacted emotionally smith wrote I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I am embarrassed and my actions are not indicative of the man I want to be. There's no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. The post continues. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees and everyone watching around the world. I'd like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret, that's what he won for. I deeply regret that my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress. So that's the- well, that's true. We all are, I guess. Also, uh, I mean, you're 53, man. You're like, you, you know not to assault people in public. <laughs> okay. What do, you, what do you think, Mary Catherine? Uh, what? So, obviously, this is a dramatic moment, and everybody's going to have a take. Oh, and oh, oh, do people have takes. But Some I think one really of the reasons... awful takes, too. One of the reasons it's such a talk topic is because there are so many different ways to look at it, mm-hmm. and you don't know where people are going to come down. Yeah. I heard a friend today talking who was pro slap sort of in the chivalry camp mm-hmm. who I would never have imagined was in that camp. She's yeah. like, he's sticking up for his wife. And I was like, really? Huh? Now I am uh, solidly pro rock. And perhaps that is yeah. because as a public speaker, I admire no, same. the, the professionalism. Oh, it, 
the man didn't touch his face. Mm-hmm. He just, he put his arms behind his back. Mm-hmm. There, there was a moment where you thought, I think you can see in the picture, a moment where it looks like maybe he's going to haul off and retaliate. And he's like, new, new, new. Now, first of all, he's much smaller than Will Smith. He is. He is. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's part of the thing, you know. It's, Second of all, yeah. that devolves very badly, right? So he stands and remarks on it. There's also a moment where I think he almost went really blue and mean because oh. there's plenty of yeah, material. Yeah, yeah. In, order, in terms of responding to what Will Smith said. Yes. yes. And there well, and there's plenty of there's plenty of fodder in Will and Jada's relationship that is exactly. all out there because she talks about it in her red table talk show. Which apparently um, we're all supposed to know about. Well, I know about it, but I understand <laughs> that not everybody does. <laughs> apparently it's it's like the thing with the alopecia. What you didn't know, you know? It's like, I don't well, know. I do I think that one doesn't feel as public mm-hmm. as the marriage stuff that they've talked about. The yes. the issue yes. with their marriage is look, she got she got caught cheating this is all open i'm not speculating about any of this or just talking trash for the fun of it she got caught cheating and then but the timeline is that after the cheating came out they then declared that their marriage was open after mm-hmm. the fact so there's a mm-hmm. lot of confusion as to whether it was actually open and mm-hmm. or whether jada is just freelancing uh so there's my point being mean jokes galore easy to make yeah and i think he held off others have said I'm sure he thought of a comeback later. And maybe that's the truth, but I think he probably had something on the tip of his tongue. Oh, he could have easily. He, he said uh, someone was, we were, we're zapruding this tape and some, yeah. someone said, he said, oh, I could. And then stopped. Right. And, and, and I didn't hear that part when he said that, but uh, yeah, I think he could have easily said something. And the question is, first of all, why, why did Will Smith do this? Right. That's, that's, that's the first thing that came to mind. Like what triggered him? Because as you sent uh, over uh, uh, a clip earlier about Regina Hall, who pre- previously on the Oscars made a joke about uh, an open marriage joke. Yes. Now, to my mind, this one, first of all, it's funny. The shtick is Regina Hall <laughs> calls up all these men, <laughs> these handsome men, Bradley Cooper, Timothy Chalamet, or however you say his name. And they're standing on stage with her because they have, quote, lost their COVID test. and They need mm-hmm. to go backstage and retest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes. so she's calling yes. all these eligible men up. And then Will Smith, Will Smith's name is on the list. Will Smith, um, you're married, but you know what? You're on the list and looks like Jada approved you. So you get on up here. Get on up here. <laughs> now he waves his hands and says no. People are sort of awkwardly laughing. Like it's an edgy joke to my mind. That's sort of an edgy joke. And I enjoy, I enjoyed it, but it's Jada is very much enjoying it. Oh, sure. If you look at their reactions, they're both all smiles, laughing. He's waving her off. No, no, I'm not getting up there. No, no. This whole thing. So everything is great. And what, what makes this more confusing, of course, is that when Chris Rock makes a joke about GI James, you know, can't wait to see in that Will Smith is laughing. She's not. And yes. then he gets up. Yes. By the way, uh, the G.I. Jane joke, pr- not not exactly a timely reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no you have to. I like I, I got it. This so, is what I will say. It. Yeah. G.I. Jane is the archetype for hot bald lady. Yeah. So it's not it's not an insulting joke. No. Right. It's not like it's like you look like Woody Allen. 
He didn't no, say that. No, so you look no. like G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane is hot, bald chick. That's where yeah. you want to be on the bald That's chick right. scale. There right? are people who, if they have no hair, they'd still look beautiful because their face is in and of itself beautiful. Where other people have to rely on other sort of smoke and mirrors, like yeah. myself, obviously. But, <laughs> uh, you know, but it, 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 and, and also, you know, I, I had alopecia, I think, in the late 90s or early aughts for like a stretch for oh my like gosh, a, you were so ahead of your time. I was. It was like it's a like very six, it. It was. Right it was flossing year, but it was like six or eight months, and and that was hard because you started getting paranoid about even touching your hair, and you're trying to take all these various drugs, you know, that'll help, like propecia and different things, and then it's and then it and then it stopped, and then the hair came back in full. I wish it would come in full again, but it came back in full. Uh, this is a weird story, but it was my, the lady who used to do my hair, Sandy was her name. She's amazing hairstylist. She's gone now, but she said that, and she's Korean. And she said that the, you're doing it, you're, you're going about this wrong. What you need to do is actually massage the scalp. You know, it needs to be stimulated and weirdly. So she did. And weirdly enough, the hair came back and it was fuller and darker. And that was 25 years ago or whatever it was 20 yeah. years ago so it comes back so you know everyone was like oh my gosh you know they felt so bad for her believe me a lot of people have it it's you know yeah did my friends make fun of me oh yes oh, oh yes, yes they, they did they yes yes they did anyway well, it happens yes yeah, so so then there's the then there's the argument that oh this was assault and he should have been taken out immediately yes there's some reporting says there were immediate discussions about removing will smith from the oscar show after the smack but the Academy decision makers were seated in various spots in the Dolby theater and couldn't mobilize to make Con- a decision conveniently, conveniently. before he won best actor. Like, nah, nah, man, nobody, nobody was trying to take him out. I do not approve of this violent reaction. Like that's not the answer and he shouldn't have done it. And I think he no. made, sadly, he ruined what would have been his best professional yeah. night ever. Yeah. And uh, it could have been so well, his ascendancy and it could yes. have been so well, crafted and staged you know it's laid out for him yes however i am a little bit like look okay if this slap happened in a bar the two guys would get broken up and then that everyone Mm -hmm. would move on i do i think it was the end of the world no and someone made the point like hollywood pedals so much worse than this on just an everyday basis that it's hard for them to then be like yeah this smack is appalling Right. Well, I mean, and, and the, but the other takeaway, of course, is that it's, you know, celebrity privilege that, you know, this guy goes up, assaults another guy, and then everyone applauds him, gives him a standing O, and then he dances the night away, yeah. you know, and it, so it people are going to say, this is just not, you know, th- th- there's something not right about that. Yeah. But of course, as you talked about, there's a lot of different takes. The other take, of course, oh, it's Trump. <laughs> it's definitely so in case Trump's you're wondering. Stuff. It's Trump. Well, the, you know, the coarsening of the culture really is. That's all, right. That was all Trump. It all happened in those Aved four away. years. So <laughs> I, I, I'm torn between several things because I think also people, I think it is super uncomfortable that everybody gave him a standing ovation and then we just sort of moved on like it was no big deal. Yeah. I also hated the speech where he's like, Oh. Love makes you do crazy things. It was just an ex- it was just excuse making. Is it? And- is it that what OJ said? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. So I didn't like that at all. However, I think everyone, including in the room, was trying to process. Yes. Thirty-five years of having loved nice guy Will Smith, and all- then all of a sudden, nice guy Will Smith clocks Chris Rock, and you're like, 
well, terrifying. Well, I don't know how to respond to this. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was terrifying. And I mean, keep in mind, I mean, I mean, Will Smith played Muhammad Ali. He's a very strong, powerful man. Yes. You know, and so I can't imagine what that must have felt like. And if you look on the, you know, he's smiling at one, one second. And then when you see him walking back off the stage, yeah, you, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be anywhere near this guy. He looks terrifying. No. And I love Will Smith. I love, I love his work. And, and then when he starts yelling at Chris Rock, repeating that thing twice, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. That was a terrifying. meltdown territory. So here's yeah. some, here's some fun jokes from the, uh, or from some fun tweets from the, the account bad legal takes so one one oh, person yeah. tweets a joke is legal assault is illegal <laughs> okay <laughs> uh and then these are the replies now nah, that wasn't assault that was defending your wife chris incited <laughs> it all he needed to do was ask will and jada if it was okay to make that joke before the show chris and a lot of people learned a lesson tonight oh man here's another one this is my favorite one a joke is legal when it's funny wow. and doesn't mock someone with a disability <laughs> That, yeah, because that's, you know, no one's ever done that before. <laughs> okay. And then one, learn the constitution. This is under freedom of speech and press fighting words, face-to-face -face personal insults that are likely to lead to an immediate fight are punishable. Mm, not how this works. That's yeah. I missed that part in the constitution. Yeah. The, you know, comedians have said so much worse, yes. you know, including Chris Rock. I mean, and I, 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 I mean, Don Rickles is notoriously bad. You know, Andrew Dice Clay, you know, he, he would pick on a, a guy in the audience and then make jokes about the girlfriend and say the crudest things and ask him yeah. the crudest questions in front of everybody. And then the guy just laughs. He didn't go up and slap Andrew Dice Clay. And because no, you sort of know that you're in for that. When yes. You sign up no, so so I saw and you and you sent over. I mean, uh, Tim Allen had said this is, and not only but but uh, comedians across the spectrum, I think, are you comedians as a class are united. In, in, in saying this is this that's a, a really bad precedent. I mean, it's been done before. People get angry and upset at comedians and do things before and heckle and worse. But as a general thing, because everybody's watching this on national television with a very uh, prominent celebrity going up there and doing the smackdown. So it's like Tim Allen on one end of the spectrum and Kathy Griffin on the other. But it's true. It's just, you know, yeah. it, it's it, it just shouldn't be done. And so, ugh. again, it, 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 you're, I'm still left wondering why. And then, of course, the general outrage that, you know, well, I, I'm annoyed by the it. I'm annoyed by the double standard that when the, yeah. the quite funny open marriage joke, which is arguably humiliating to Will, that one yeah. was fine. But then Jada can't take a joke. That's right. That's that, right. So All that's that's the imbalance. Where was Jada? Jada could have gone up there and taken on Regina Hall. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a seat. That would have been just getting you shouldn't do that. That would have been in tandem. Right. Uh, no, I, I have a question. Are they no longer Scientologists? I don't know. I've, I thought they were. I thought okay. they continued, but they're sort of quiet about it. They're they are than... quiet about it. It's not a, it's not a thing to brag about anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, uh, uh, yeah. I will say that L Lupita over, over Will's shoulder was all of us just like yes. the, the, <laughs> the, the, the acting there, like and yeah. it was real. It was great. Like, her just yeah. like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, because her expression changes, you know, just as much as ours does when, when he when he yeah. starts yelling, you know, keep your my wife's name out of your mouth. Uh -huh. And it's like, uh -huh. <gasps> yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, no, here we go. Uh, what happens there, next? 
there are many other takes, including the game we always play, which is let's connect this news story to as as oh. tendentiously as possible to the thing that I am annoyed by. <laughs> yes. So whatever right. policy issue you have, you can bring the slap into it and yeah. put that out mm-hmm. as your take. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it, though, because it makes you look silly. Yes, I, I should have tweeted out, you know, Will Smith, this man cannot remain in power in Hollywood. <laughs> thank you for this transition you're welcome another awkward moment on the public stage from our president joe biden the president uh speaking in poland uh last week declared in an ad lib we weren't sure at the time of the speech whether it was an ad lib people were like i think that was an ad lib the entire subject of the speech is is to be like i'm in i'm in poland solidarity with nato this is a defensive pact we're doing the normal things. This is not aggressive. And then at the very end of the speech, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power, which is a problem. And that was not Speaking written in the speech. If anyone's wondering, that's not that was not on the teleprompter. Yes, this is just him getting worked up and then well, adding and his quote had- unquote two cents. Yes, it had the his two cents, which were quite quite volatile this time. Yeah, yeah. Now that's about. I try not to overreact. We've had two presidents in a row who go off and freelance in a way mm-hmm. that is uncomfortable mm-hmm. and sometimes has implications for policy, and they neither one of them should be doing that. Yeah, yeah. However, this one is as as calm as I try to stay. This one was as close to like actual war yeah <laughs> war territory like hot, yeah. there's a hot war in europe and you're telling the aggressor who is perpetually afraid that america wants to end him mm-hmm. that in fact america wants to, wants end, to end him. him we do not we do not have a policy of regime change however that sentence really sounded like it which is why shortly after he said that his own administration had to walk it back yes yes and I believe that was, I believe there have been four walkbacks in four days. Yeah, that's fine. Everything's okay. <sighs> I, worse, worse, I think, than what it does is whether or not what it, whether or not he wants to, whether or not he meant regime change or not, uh, what it does is send the, the it sends the uh, message that Biden's not really in charge because it's like, it's like having to uh, explain the insane ramblings of, you know, an elderly parent or grandparent and say, oh, don't worry about what he said. What he really means is, and you could talk, we'll tell you what the actual policy is, no matter what he says, when in fact, everything he says should matter, right? right. I mean, yes, he has personal thoughts. Of course, we all do, you know, and he, oh, he just said the, you know, the, the quiet part out loud, but who doesn't feel this way? Well, we all feel that way, but you know, as the president, as the leader of the free world, should he be the one saying, oh, you know, somebody if somebody could just get rid of this guy, it would be great. Hint, hint. So my personal by the way. Opinion, yeah, go ahead. You know, you no, 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 finish no. your thought. I was going to say my personal opinion is, does he want regime change? Yes. Does he have a plan for regime change? No. Yes. Right. And then there's all this backfilling to be like, well, actually, he's correct. It's like, OK, he's right about the moral part of this. I'm not yeah, arguing sure. that. No, no. Same. And and that's that would be fine in another context. It's not fine here. And I don't want to pretend that he meant to do this. We all know he didn't mean to do this. No, it just got worked okay. up about it. Um, and by the way, 
when the American people elected Biden, what they were signing up for, what they thought they were signing up for was the opposite of this because they had had too much of the loose yeah. con- cannon nonsense yeah. from Trump where he would just like, oh, I'm just thinking about a policy. It's literally just occurred to me. And now I'm going to spout off about it yeah. without like, anybody knowing what he in really- like Korea while I'm about. To- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> meet with- you know, these those are not comfortable moments. People mm-hmm. didn't like that. And that they thought that because Biden was quiet on the trail, yeah, that he might not do that in office. However, if you looked at his record, you would know that he spouts off all the time and it's just been getting worse. OK, so they hit him for the campaign. So he was quiet. Yeah, they did. He would end up with this. Right. He did very little campaigning. He didn't do any of the rallies, the kind of rallies that Trump did. Right. You know, and and and, and well, surprise, surprise. I am also amused by his, his defenders because I feel like, OK, great. We're all neocons now. You know, come <laughs> yeah, on yeah. in. The water's warm. You know, I, I don't mind that. Yeah, I, I I feel like he's gotta go, he's gotta go too. You know, what's your plan? Oh, you don't have a plan. Okay, well, that's the that's the difference. You had sent out a, a tweet about Leon Panetta. Oh, yes, well, Leon, this is yeah. one of the defenses. Leon Panetta says on CNN that Biden's gaffe in Europe about regime change came about because Biden is Irish. His instinct to internalize human suffering may have overwhelmed him to the point where he was not careful about what he said. Biden needs more discipline, Panetta says. Oh Lord, that's like first of all, uh, the 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 Irish yes. aren't going to the Irish aren't going to get up all in all, all in arms. They're not going to Will Smith over this. Uh, <laughs> they should. That's, that's yeah. quite a cultural stereotype. Where it is. It is. Uh, they're very emotional. They're, they're, they're an emotional people. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I, you know, I mean, like you know, if if you know, if I were president, oh, well, you know, he's really good at math. You know, yeah, yeah, because, because he's intense. <laughs> Asian or something, even though I'm terrible at math, but you know, I mean, yeah, that that's what we're, that's what we're, that's what we're down to now as an excuse and defending. Oh, well, you know, it's just the Irish in him, you know, his German temper, whatever. So so then we have uh, Peter Ducey of of Fox News always doing yeoman's work, uh, asking him about the various things walked back. Let me see if I can play this clip for us. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back? If some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back. What's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon. And it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know... None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three Mr. President, none of the three occurred. It never happened. So he told he you? told he told U.S. troops, yeah, that he'd like they'll see us soon in Ukraine. Yeah, <laughs> like we're not we're not. And also, he wants some there. training. He wants them training them. I Tra- think. And again, it. I'm you know, I, I, I it's 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 a very neocon. It was a hawkish speech, right? Well, and that's the thing too. Again, oh, this is, there's a pattern here of ruining one of your better moments because I think the the reviews were that this was one of the better speeches he's yeah. given yeah. and it yeah. ends with this thing that just takes the whole thing in a different direction and then again i don't i just don't appreciate this thing where they tell us that what we're seeing is not what we're seeing much like i didn't appreciate it from trump fans right no, and, like, and, and trump would also uh oftentimes step on his best lines right. you know and then immediately <laughs> do something insane or say something insane taking away from some really important major achievement but yeah uh as you were saying about uh you know Biden's defenders go, I'm sorry. Anyway. You know, no, and Biden, well, the the other part of this was that Biden was asked, you know, what if 
what if Russia used chemical weapons? And he said, we would respond in kind. Okay. Well, that, that clearly is saying that we would use a chemical weapon, but that's not the policy. No. And then this man cannot stay in power. That sounds like regime change. Peter Ducey is not hallucinating. I'm not hallucinating. These things are happening. They're being immediately walked back by the white house. And then you're told just not to believe your lying eyes and ears. Is the media giving him a pass? Yes, because I think we, guys, he can't give a speech. He can't stay on track. Mm -hmm. He's always been clumsy with these things. He's much, much worse than he used to be. There's, there's, there's stuff going on here that the press is like sort of not allowed to say. But it's funny because, you know, his defenders are really upset at the media broadly for keeping on, you know, NBC and all these other outlets. Why are they saying, why is it on the Chiron a regime change? He never said, Oh my that. gosh. Yes. Doing? He's, he says this in this, this really, really out there thing on this, in this speech that he should not have said. And then CNN or someone put it on the Chiron, you know, Biden, mm-hmm. this man cannot stay in power about Putin. And someone tweeted, this is irresponsible yes. for the press to cover. <laughs> Don't this. you know, you know what he meant. They're, your they're job is gonna, to, your job is to protect him. What are you doing? They're just going to use that in Russia for propaganda. Well, yeah, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem yeah. is not the press covering the thing. Is, the, is that the president said? <sighs> the uh, I think I think the way for him to thread this needle is by saying, I don't want regime change. I just want uh, uh, a change in the person in power. Okay. Two different things. No, I, and it's funny. His his getting upset and saying that you know this this man cannot remain in power reminds me of a of a line from uh, the Sopranos involving uh, one of the captains, Vito, and Carlos says, you know, f the social club. This guy's got to go. You know, <laughs> and just blurting uh, it out. You know, and and that just reminded me of that for some reason. But it's uh and but but you were talking about the walkbacks, Mary Catherine, and one of the interesting things, of course, is he had the walkbacks prepared, didn't he? On- oh yes, he had them. He had them on his little note card. Again, I'd prefer the note card to the bumbling, right? <laughs> but he had a he had a a card with him. It's very clear to see. Yes. Uh, and it's in, it's it's in his hand on Monday. Biden 79 told reporters he made no apologies for his remarks from the Poland speech made off the cuff and not part of his prepared speech did not. And he did not view it as a provocation to Russia. His comments closely aligned with notes printed on a small piece of paper that he was photographed holding in his left hand as he spoke that began as follows. If you weren't at, at it has the questions on it. If you weren't advocating for regime change, what did you mean? Can you clarify? This is it's it's titled with an underline tough Putin Q&A talking points. Wow. <laughs> Maybe just put the points without, without I know. The, you know, he's like Ron Burgundy. He'll read tough Putin Q&A <laughs> talking points. Number one. I yeah. mean, no, again, this is this is. I yeah, that's right. And, 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 and George H.W. Bush uh, had done something similar with message. I care. You know, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. it, it happens. But uh, my question is, he does pre-select the questions. Yes. I mean, like the reporters do know who the ones do know. Does Alex know this? Are they being do they know they're going to be called on? That's pre-selected in some situations. But I was curious <laughs> if the. um if he knew what the question was, or he just, these were just questions that so. anticipating, anticipating. I think they probably just anticipated uh, these okay. questions. Cause I think they can know who's going, but I don't think they know 
I don't think the press is quite that cozy yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Prove me wrong, though. Hold uh, yeah. my beer, says no, the press I, corps. I, All right. We're going to close up as soonish because uh, I have to go on another trip. Can you believe too. this? I know. I'm an insane person. Uh, so, but I want to note that the entire state of North Carolina is about to implode because the thing that I have fervently prayed would never happen is now happening. I grew up in Durham. I am a tobacco road baby, which means I'm a very big basketball fan. Although in my later years, because basketball requires watching several times a week, I have not been as big a basketball fan. Mm. I'm more of a football fan, but I grew up in Durham, which made us Duke fans by virtue of being townies. I did not go to Duke. So people yeah, you were, like, you were, you were a Duke townie. Yes. So people, yeah. so people are always like, yeah, go to Duke. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I lived in Durham and all we had was Duke basketball and street crime. So which one am I going to cheer for? <laughs> uh, so we were strippers, huge, strippers too. Sorry. Huge Duke fans. <laughs> My childhood is just, if you watch the, the, is it, uh, is it 30 for 30? The Christian, I hate Christian Leitner. Oh yes. That's a great one. Oh. If you watch, I hate Christian Leitner, which people hate watch because they hate Christian Leitner and yes. all of Duke so much. Yes. That is just a montage of all the greatest moments of my childhood. Oh. Like it, I the cried. stomping when he stomped on the other player. I, yeah, I cried with joy when Duke beat UNLV in that second year after they stomped them the first year in the in the championship game by thirty points. I cried with joy when we came back and 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 slayed that dragon. It was we. My parents would take us out to the bonfires on East Campus every time there was a Final oh. Four win. So I had been you know, I, I lived this my whole life. And then one time I really scam, I had a great scam once. Yes. In the weekly standard. Oh, yo, well, you know what, you know, Mary Catherine, I'm so glad that years later you're, at, you're, you're openly, you're willing now to openly admit that oh this was gosh. one of the greatest scams of you know all what? time. I, look, so I've I, done some in my, in my time, but this was it was fantastic. So I wrote, I wrote a, a casual, which is at the front of the magazine Shameless. about being a Duke UNC fan and never having been to a Duke game, a Duke UNC game at it's, Cameron Indoor it's. Stadium. So there's so few seats. It's a huge game. I've never been able to go. My dad went one time. I, my mom and dad went one time and took, to, uh, took Russian visitors from our sister city with them. And I was like, these people don't care. They don't care. <laughs> But that's how we got the tickets. So like, you know, they had to go. I tried to pay a hundred bucks for one in my babysitting money when I was like nine years old. And and my parents were like, you can't do that. Actually, I think it was the parents of the kid I tried to buy it from. We're like, no, you can't take that. Oh, scalping. Yeah. So anyway, as a child, we were not, I I wouldn't touch light blue. Like that's, it was an intense thing. Mm -hmm. At one point they painted the walls of our school light blue. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. none of us Mm -hmm. came into contact with the walls. After that point, I still have a little blue devil that is like just torn to shreds that my, it's down in my kid's room now. Uh, that's my good luck charm. At any rate, Duke UNC, one of the greatest rivalries of all time. I still hate UNC with a passion so great. In fact, it might be greater than my love for Duke at this point. Oh, and but, <laughs> like, but by the and by the way, but the, the casual, of course, after writing it results. Oh, sorry. In... Yes. <laughs> yeah. So somebody, somebody magically gave me a ticket to the game. <laughs> You also had a great, cute picture in the casual. Yes, of, of myself when I, was, when I was nine with like all my Duke regalia on and the yeah. Duke basketball and Duke earrings and everything. I was, looked like such a dork. So I did get to go to a Duke UNC game finally 
in my in my 20s after this this beautifully written piece that inspired someone to give me a ticket <laughs> and now these two teams are meeting in the final four which i know is going to be one of the great sporting events of all time it is coach k's final season everything is set this it feel again it feels like we're living in a simulation that this is happening so they're well, meeting in the final four yeah. and i'm just worried i'm worried for my state <laughs> if you were I, to, if, if, if the state were to be polled, who do you, who do they support? What would the breakdown be? There are more UNC fans than there are uh-huh. fans for sure. Like 55, 45, 60, uh, 40. I, I don't, it might even be more UNC, Ooh. more heavily yeah. UNC than that. In, du- in Durham, it was very concentrated and it was across all socioeconomic. Uh, yeah, it was not, it was not board. a preppy team. It was just across the board because they were yeah. our team because we lived yeah. in town. Yeah. But I can't express to you how it almost makes me want to throw up just thinking about the two meeting in the final four. I can't, it's going to be so much, maybe too much, maybe too much for the people of North Carolina. Poor you and poor your state. I'm so (laughs) glad that I'm not in that position with Georgetown playing GW. (laughs) Maybe in a different. (laughs) For, for one of these teams, like, and here's the thing, either either team, either team can win on, any day. I mean, it, it really is one of those any given day situations yeah. where even if the program is bad that year, they can still win this rivalry game. Yeah, I mean, the underdog in the final four is UNC as an eight. Yeah. Ooh. And and the if anyone harbored any sort of hope that, you know, St. Peter's, the true underdog Cinderella of the tournament would have a chance at defeating number eight North Carolina because they did defeat number two Kentucky. Within the first two minutes, you realize, okay, that's not happening today. I was I was, was rooting hard for the Peacocks. So so, anyway, so was I. We will report back. Whichever team wins will have the greatest win of all time to brag about forever. The other team will have the worst loss, and it will haunt them forever. And it's going to be um, – I'm really glad I don't have to be in North Carolina for the aftermath. That was always – as a child, that was always my fear. I was like, please can, we, please can we win so I don't have to go to school tomorrow and face up to all the UNC fans who are going to tell me that we're terrible. It was uh, a – what, what, the other thing that's funny is it's going to go down as a little bit of trivia if this becomes if, if it becomes, in fact, a very epic close game that in people's minds, it may be the final. But in fact, it won't be the final. It'll be the no. semifinal, much like the Leitner game. Yeah, the famous one was not uh, was not the final. That was um, a, that was an elite eight game to get. Yes. To the final see, very good question for you before we go. When you went to the Duke bonfires mm-hmm. uh, whenever they won. Uh, was it like the Maryland bonfires where they light the couches up on fire in the intersections? Yes. <laughs> very similar. I think, oh, wow. I think they're now, it's a sign of the times that, that now they're very regulated. Now they have very specific yeah, uh, things yeah. they can oh, burn. It used oh, to be really? like, not your dorm furniture. No, it used to be dorm furniture and <laughs> yeah. you know, all these benches and stuff from the campus. Uh, and now yeah. it's very restricted, but you know, that as a young child, that's what I learned. That's how I learned what drunk people looked like. <laughs> like, Oh, these are drunk people. Now I know. <laughs> on that note that wraps up another edition of getting hammered remember you can subscribe to us on itunes google play stitcher please tell your friends continue uh leaving us lovely reviews you can follow me on twitter at victory nomadis i am at mk hammer on twitter at mk hammer time on the instagram please check them out thank you so much for being here and leaving us reviews it really helps the show this has been a nebulous media podcast okay.